Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Welcome back to the cafe. We're happy to be here today. We have a great, uh, a great, uh, I don't know, subject, meal on the table. We, we do, got, yeah. We got something. We got it's something good coming up. It's a double header feast. Um, I don't know if you could call it on the main menu and dessert since it's kind of the, of a similar topic. How do we how do we differentiate this time? Well, the second one, I guess the dessert is pretty sweet. Well, let's just say now some main courses and desserts do share the same ingredients. Really. Well, you know, you could have a meat pie and an apple pie for dessert. See what I mean? <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. All right. Can wow, I, I'd rather, I got her. I got we're her. We're not going to eat a meat pie, but maybe if I put ice cream on it, I might like that. That's uh, true. Yeah. Then it would be the same. That, only, that is true. Only different. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, that's kind of what we're going to do here today. So. so the main menu today is... Da, 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 da. What is it? Okay. We're going <laughs> to talk about uh, two movies... Uh, and main menu. Yeah, main menu. In the main menu, we have Big Sky River. And there's no one behind it, but you can just assume that it's a one. It's a one. It's a one. Yes. It's kind of, you know, I, I think of this movie as almost like a pilot for a series, in no, a way. I know, so. and, and we're going to talk about that, but I absolutely think that they should just make a, you know, 10 to 12 episode series out of this yeah i think it, it just it lends itself perfectly to it it and does who wouldn't want to see these two leads on the screen every week that's right so big sky river originally aired on the hallmark movies and mysteries channel on august 7th 2022 wow so it's last long, year yeah well i remember watching it yeah it was really really good yeah. it was uh, uh directed by peter benson the actor who is now a director and uh uh, also written by, the teleplay was written by J.B. White, based on a book by Linda Lale Miller. The music was composed by Graham Coleman, the cinematographer Sean Seifert. Really great bunch of people making this movie. Produced by Front Street uh, Productions and Charles Cooper. See his name a lot, and when you see that name, it's usually a good movie. I want to work for him. He's good, yeah. He's so really good. They do a good job. So that's this movie, um, and you can take over with what this movie's about and who's in it. So in Big Sky River, we've got Emmanuelle Vauger, and she plays Tara Kendall. She's a teacher from New York City. Uh, who she, She's kind of just past a messy divorce, but maybe not like right past it because she seems okay. Still you know, recovering, she's like, yeah. She's still recovering. But uh, when her ex, James, who's played by Peter Benson, uh, gets serious with another woman, uh, he wants her out of the picture, so his daughter... Okay, I'll have to just bear with me for a second. So they have a daughter together who was a teenager. Tara is not actually her mother. Her own, the, Aaron's mother died when she was a baby or very young. Right. So, But she pretty much says that uh, she's the only mother Aaron's ever known. So unfortunately, I guess I was thinking when I watched this the first time, I thought, why you should have adopted her? Right, when I you guess and then you would then you would have be. like real parental rights. But that seems know. that would have happened. Seems but like, I, but no, it doesn't seem like it because uh, James uh, says, you know, get out. <laughs> well, not that mean. He's just confused. No, he he's, said he's, he's not confused. He's he just plays a executive who's busy and wants somebody else. So James asks Tara to leave town for a while, just go somewhere, so that uh, Aaron can kind of bond with his new girl. And Erin's not too crazy about this because this is her mom. This is the only mom she's known. So rightly so, uh, you know, she's not happy. 
But uh, Tara decides, you know, it might not be a bad idea. She remembers this place that she went to as a kid in Montana for a, uh, for a camp and just for a few weeks, and it's always stuck with her. So she's decided to go back there to find it and rediscover her roots and, or at least her happiness. And so uh, she takes off. She, I guess, drives. She drives because, all the yeah, way from New York. Yeah, she drives to New York City, which, of course, that's no big deal for us. We've done, we've done that many times. It's a long drive in a convertible. Uh, well, at least from Colorado to, to New England. But she drives out there and rents this gorgeous house. And uh, it's next to, uh, you know, she rents a beautiful, it's a ranch, and it even has chickens. And it has a neighbor who's a widower with two young boys. Uh, who's also the town sheriff, Boone Taylor. Um, really? Sheriff Taylor? Sheriff Taylor. Does anybody I, know where we... I picked that immediately. Like Sheriff Taylor? I guess it was an homage. Maybe it was a subliminal been, uh, hint that he's sheriff, a nice sheriff guy. Sheriff Taylor. Anyway, he's played by the amazing Cavan Smith. And he's pretty easy on the eyes, and all of his friends want to fix him up with someone new uh, since he lost his wife, um, Cora. And uh, obviously he's still hurting a bit from it, but he seems like he might be ready to move on because uh, Tara kind of piques his interest. So Boone and his sons, who are Griffin and Fletcher, they're, even though they're still healing, Tara soon wins them over with her kind nature, her grit, her determination. And she's a teacher. So and she's a teacher. And she, knows how to and she can with, play with uh, you know, soccer and yeah. uh, handle chickens and... Um, and, not, and in her jo- not in her job description, yeah. but she's, and, she's good at it. And she can uh, ride like the wind. Yeah. So, uh, On she, a horse. Tara, yeah, Tara also makes friends with Casey Elfman, played by Michelle Harrison, who is a country music star living uh, kind of on the quiet in this quiet little town. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to get away from Nashville, which we've done. So there you go. Yes, so we can relate so to that. So, yeah. The, uh, you know, there's a lot of great supporting cast in this movie. There's Aaron, who's the teenager, played by... Uh, Cassidy Nugent. Thank you. And she, of course, is the daughter. And she comes to visit Tara when she really refuses to go to camp in Maine. I love the, the line, my favorite line. I'll be miserable in Maine. Well, I grew up in Maine. <laughs> and I went to a lot of camps. And you actually would not be miserable. You weren't miserable. Okay. But typical teenager, I don't want to. Uh, but she finds herself in peril in this movie at some point. Actually, parable is the name yeah, of the town. And, yeah. Not when, peril. No, she finds herself in peril. Oh, oh, a peril. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. When she doesn't want to go back to her dad, she runs away. Anyway, you have to watch the movie. We're not going to spoil it all. No. Except no. I will say they find her. But there's a lot of uh, kind of, I would call them B stories, but they're, they're not really even B stories in this case. Not yet. So, But they're, they're all done really well. There's a lot of great supporting cast. There's the, uh, you know, and a lot of good sub stories in sort of a, you know, the dad's moving on. In both cases, with Aaron's dad, with Peter Benson, with James, and with uh, Kevin's character Boone, they're they're all starting to move on. So the kids are not having it, not not handling it well. Uh, but it leads to some great conversations, and uh, you know, ultimately, this is just a really good old fashioned romance with two great leads in a gorgeous location and shot really well. And you know. The, the, the burning question at the end is, you know, will Tara stay or will she return to her old life in New York City? Yes, there's another great movie made in British Columbia. Uh, the main uh, locations were Abbotsford and Agassiz. And those are towns just east of Vancouver. 
uh, closer to the mountains. So yeah. and so Agassiz does a great job doubling for Montana. Uh, Montana. It really looks it great. Does. Really looks great. And I think the the ranches and some of the other lo- other locations are in Abbotsford. But we've been to Abbotsford many times. Many times. Never got yep. to Agassiz, but we've been to Abbotsford. But, yeah, uh, and uh, the uh, it, it's a little bit more hilly than on the coast and right. it looks really nice yeah you know? it does so there's a lot of movies made there so they, they made good use of those locations um and, and I, I just want to say that i was really impressed because there were three things that we're really picky about when we watch a movie the one of course is the movie itself it's you know how well it's shot the script right. the, the story and all that but when it comes to details like um you know are they attempting to portray video in some sort, or film or production, film production or, yeah, or whatever. Movie making. Uh, another is, um, you know, music. Yep. That's How do they one. portray the music in it? And the other one is is horses because we've been, uh, you know, filming and videoing horses for twenty years. I would say the other thing that we're a little tough on sometimes is small town life, because we lived in a very small mountain town for many that's years. That's true. That's in true. In Colorado, that seems very similar to what this yeah. parable town is. It does, so. and I really enjoyed that. It's a little like visiting our old hometown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we remember we knew the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's not to say we ever we got pulled mayor. over, you know. No, but we knew the mayor, you know. <laughs> we always on the good side of the law. But, yeah, we knew we could walk into our representative's office or, or county commissioner or town council. We could just walk in and, they, and say, hey, how's it going? Hey, or sit down, let's talk, you know. Yeah, it really it is different, yeah. It was very different. And uh, quite often we would see people... Uh, the same people at the post office, and then we'd go to the grocery store, and they'd, they'd be the same people there, too. I mean, we, it was I like, know. we always said it was like living on a movie set. It was like, these were extras. <laughs> same cars. We were all extras. People, so. So, but we did get to know people, and they got to know you, and so some of that I thought was captured fairly well in this movie. Yeah, so. I think so. And we all actually knew a, a few of the school teachers, too. It's, that's and, true, so, yeah, you know. yeah. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing about, well, first of all, let me say that... Uh, Emmanuel really can ride. She's a she's a looks like a very competent rider, and uh, but not like a professional rider, but uh, like a reasonably seasoned well, you know, trail I did, rider. I looked up a couple of facts, and she's an award winning rider. She started well, riding. She started riding in 2010. Well, then she is, and good. she's won some events. You know, as a rider in, uh, in Burbank and down there in California. So wow, well, but. she is really good. What's funny is when they get on the horses, um, it's pretty obvious, even though Kevin gets on the horse that he is not right well, he's ridden a horse and when calls the heart yes Come on. but when they race across that is not him i, I don't know. guarantee you I don't it's know. not him Maybe. you ever notice you never see his face yeah, but with point. her you see her face her you riding, see her riding sure. yeah. but you only see the back of Kevin yeah. or okay. whoever it is so that is not him i guarantee you. okay fine uh, but when he rides in the second movie that we're going to talk about which we won't give that away he he actually is riding and you know they're going very slow so You're saying fine. he's in the second movie we're going to talk about, but we're not going to talk about it now because it's going to no, and we're not away. going to talk about why he's riding oh, because it, it okay. spoils it. Yeah. So anyway, back to part one here. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I mean the biggest thing I liked about this movie is well, let's see, we didn't talk about the music. Oh right, got to talk about the music. So in the music part of it, we've got Casey Elfman who is played by Michelle Harrison. And we're going to talk about her because she's fantastic. She's a terrific actress. She just immediately grabs you. If you have seen, uh, watched Hallmark for years, you've seen her many times in all different kinds of movies. She's been in a lot of the mystery movies. Uh, She's been in the Christmas movies. You know, you've seen her, and she's just really, really great. She has had her own band before, so she is a musician, which is Uh, great. And you can tell when, you know, when people get up in the movies and they get up and they perform, you can tell that they're acting most of the time. Right. And Michelle... 
uh, is not acting. She she just embodies a, a really cool performer. I would go see her band. And well, it's kind of it, it's similar to us. She uh, uh, ha- is in a band with her husband Matthew Harrison, who's an actor you are also going to recognize if you saw. Look him up and see who he is. You see him all the time on Hallmark. But they they have a band together, and he's a musician. So yeah. I really want to I really want to go see them play sometime. That'd it would fun. really be great. I'd get yeah. a double bill. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You get uh, two Harrisons for the price of one. So. But yeah, so she's really great in the movie and really lends uh, an air of authenticity. When we lived in our small town, there were a couple of famous musicians who lived in that small town. That's true. So one of whom was uh, the, the great Dan Fogelberg. Dan Fogelberg lived yeah, in the outside of our was... town. So uh, it's not unusual that uh, a known artist will move to a smaller town to kind of get away from the big city. That's and that's true. exactly what this character does yeah. in the movie. So. And her character is just really great. They kind of build it in, in Big Sky uh River One, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, we'll call it One. At 1.0. And, uh, but she has just, she just jumps off the, I mean, I can't, she's so watchable. I would like to mention, again, I mentioned at the beginning, Graham uh, Coleman, who composed the score. I love a movie that has a, an original score to it. This movie's got a great score. I mean. It uh, really does. Graham is fantastic uh, a composer for these movies. And you've seen his name a couple times too, but in this movie, He's just right at home with what he's doing. It's really well done. Yeah. So. And the the DP on this one, and whoever's framing up everything, I guess it would just be Sean the DP. Sean Seifert, yeah. Um, again, the the color, and that that goes back to color correction too, and and what they're doing in the in the edit, but just everything. They, and they also had some really cool, clever shots, like uh, things in the foreground that they would shoot through, like a window frame or. Just the, you know, whatever foliage or whatever it is. I mean, there was some things that they did to layer the shots really, really nicely right. that, you know, just think, gave it such yeah. depth. And, and, and uh, you know, lastly for me is the director. Peter Benson, of course, an actor you've seen many times, really has turned into a fine director. And, and you can tell that because he's an actor, he's really good with the actors. This, some, of, some of these scenes, you know, sometimes these movies, yeah, they're good, and you, they can be touching. This movie, it just, there's one scene just makes me tear up every time I watch it. Even yeah. when I watch it again, kind of brings tears to my eyes. He's yeah. just really good. He's really good with the kids in this movie. Oh, um, yeah. And really that feeling of father-son and uh, mother-daughter, that he, he understands that. And, um, you know, just the way those scenes are directed. I don't know what he's doing to pull it out of him, but he, he does. He's good. He just gets the right... Yeah, I, and of course, Kevin. I mean, I, I, you have to give him credit for playing this role. I mean, he's, he's so warm and he's so, um, I don't know. It, it's like transparent in a way in in what he's feeling. Right, you know? and he's very different than when you see him in When Calls the Heart. Um, now you know we watch When Calls the Heart. We don't talk about the show. It's just a show we watch. Uh, it's an interesting it's show. It's an escape. It's an escape. We've seen <laughs> and then it. at the end we go, what happened? What happened to that show? We've seen it since the beginning. I kind of call it, you know, the Brigadoon of Hallmark. It's like this kind of fantasy place that people go to. And that's fine. And, and Kevin's good in the show. You don't look too close. You know, you look too close. But in, just this, enjoy it. in this movie, he really gets to stretch out and become a, a really uh, yeah. multi-layered and, character. And so. that is why, Hallmark, we think this could be your next... Uh, Chesapeake Shores. This could be you know, a it's really could be a, a series. It's like a Heartland, but without the horse training. You right, know? right. Although you know, hey, you could add that in later. Yeah, uh, there's so a lot of places you could go with this. Erin uh, could become, Walmart, so. you know, she's a horse girl. She could become like the Amy of, you know, 
Big yeah. Sky River. So hey, don't uh, don't count this one out. It it really should be a series. And uh, there's so many great sub stories you could have to because one of the things in a in a good series you have to have enough characters to be able to dance around a little bit. And I mean, think of it. You know what you could do with uh, the Casey Elfman character. You know, going right. on tour or not going on tour. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things. So, uh, you know. So think about that, Hallmark. Really. So uh, anyway, Big Sky River, highly recommended. Catch it on Hallmark Movies Now. And of course, Hallmark will rerun it too. We saw it just was on uh, recently too uh, on, on the... That's on true. The, and remember, it's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries where this this movie is. So. Oh, that's true. So, uh, and, and of course, we can't... Uh, end this segment without talking a little bit about the music because they do have some some uh at least one or two really cool little songs that they do i think uh, casey performs a couple of them and then one of them is sort of the theme song so let's see if i can yeah get through so what you uh, let's just like like this is the end of the movie all of a sudden here comes the last song what if i run what if i stay what if we take the time to work it out, not let it slip away? What if I try? What if it hurts? If we lay it on the line this time, ain't that what we deserve? What if I walk away? But what if I stay? Like any other, a voice like yours has finally come, like the sound of your soul echoing mine. A voice like yours says it all to me. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by Rolling Home Records, the home of original music by Michael and Diane Killen. Visit rollinghomerecords.com to find streaming links to hear singles and tracks from their albums. And be sure to find Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love, as featured in the Hallmark movie, Where Your Heart Belongs, on your favorite streaming platform. Now I'm learning that a voice like yours can harmonize with one like mine. We have found the notes we can play. Okay, we're back for dessert, and I'm just trying to guess what that's going to be. It's called Big Sky River, The Bridal Path. It's the sequel, or episode two, as we like to call yeah. it, in the non-series. Although sometimes I feel like I want to call it Virgin Big Sky River or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so easy. But uh, no, this is, uh, this is the sequel, The Bridal Path. Everybody was waiting for it. And, uh, you know, sequels are funny things. They can either really really hit or they can miss it can be bad big time big yeah. sky time yeah so but in this case it was a big hit and we had no problem adding this one to the menu this week and we highly recommend that you watch both these movies watch them back to back pick them up on hallmark movies now so there's no commercials and and you know you'll be happy you will be happy I'm not sure that this one is on Hallmark Movies now yet. It's not there yet, no. Because it usually takes a little of, bit of time. As of this recording, it's not there. So, so. But, you know, by the time you listen to this, it might be a while down That's the road. True. So go Could and look. Yeah. Go and look. So what are the ingredients on this one, Michael? Well, They're probably you know, not really that much different. Surprisingly similar to the first movie, 
Again, directed by Peter Benson. Uh, Linda Lale Miller wrote the book, of course. But again, this teleplay was written by J.P. White. The producer was Charles Cooper. The composer, again, Graham Coleman. But this time, we have... We have Graham and Nelson Talbot as the cinematographers, and they're a twin brother team of cinematographers, which is really great. I think that's so. That's really that's cool. So cool. I, they grew well, up. We, we kept looking at it. Are we seeing double on the screen? Because we saw two Talbots, and yes, we were seeing I, double. I, I evidently, looked, I looked them up, and they wanted to be cinematographers since they were little boys, and so they went to school, and they've been doing it for years now, and they are the cinematographers on this movie, and, can, and a fantastic job too. Yeah. I can only guess though, because there was a lot more use of the drone in this one, and I can only guess, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I can only guess that one of them has a specialty in drone, like you know, photography, well, yeah. whatever, but Either I'd way. like to, I wish we could ask him that. Maybe they'll well, call Well, maybe us. we will. So, maybe they'll yeah, call yeah. So they're probably listening right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> we think lots of people are listening. All two of you out there, thank you for listening. So the, this one, uh, any anything else, any other unusual, uh, well, it was, same editor, same everything? It or? was the same, it was in the same uh, locations that the first right? movie was yep. in. Yep. And so it, Gave you all the same uh, location feels that the first movie did. Yeah, they were able to acquire the same uh, location, like the houses and. Oh like yeah, that, and the, so. the exact same cast with a yeah. new, a new addition, which we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it was uh, it was like uh, going back to Big Sky River so, One, only it's Big Sky River Two. So so there you go. B- before we talk about the the movie though, I would like to talk about the author of the books. A little bit. So you had a couple. You found a couple things like she's written a zillion books. She's written over a hundred books. Mostly to do with Western theme, uh, stories that take yeah. place out in the American West, whether in the past or contemporary. And uh, she's really quite accomplished. And this is from a series of books uh, called the, uh, the Parable Montana series, I think. Right. They're a series of Big Sky books, uh, Big Sky River books. And uh, so this second one seems to be a book uh, based on maybe one, I think there's one called The Wedding or something like that. So obviously yeah. so, and they're I'm following an, along what the characters do in the books. I'm an avid uh, reader and I, I love historical romance. Um, I, I like the heavier weight ones, you know, like Outlander, and which you can't really call it totally historical romance, but things like that that have a little bit. So I, I'll have to look her up because I, I seem to have missed her on the way. Yeah, I've been more She's into got that uh, many. more into hysterical romance. Hysterical but, uh, romance. Yeah, I noticed that about you. The interesting thing about uh, about uh, the author, his, her, I, I was reading about her father was a town sheriff. So no, that makes, it sense. makes sense. I wonder if his name was Sheriff Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, I don't think... And it, what is, wasn't he also a cowboy? But, uh, yes, he was also a rodeo uh, writer and a cowboy. Rodeo so, cowboy, yeah. you know, yeah. so she obviously had a lot of things to base what she's written about on. And uh, so here we have uh, this, uh, our hero of this movie and the story is, of course, a sheriff. So Yeah, he's not so much a cowboy, but, you know. Well, you know, he's got horses, so. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. We haven't seen the cowboy side of him yet. So, you know, so, maybe that's going to show up. So. so what happens in the sequel, um, our fabulous leads return, Kevin Smith and Emmanuel Vaugier, and Peter Benson, of course, and the gang is all back. Uh, in this sequel, the conflict starts early where, you know, it starts out in New York City. Aaron's father, James, is having a big gender reveal party, and he kind of steps in it big time when the new baby's gender is revealed to be a boy, and he says, oh, the son I've always wanted, well, with Aaron standing there. And you can imagine a young teenage girl, she didn't take that very well. No. She kind of miss. You know, he didn't mean what he sounded like he meant, but, you know, she kind of, uh, it didn't, it kind of ruined her no, weekend. Did, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, uh uh, so that's kind of an ongoing thing. Can they get back together, you know, on the same 
on the same team, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, and right away, uh, it's revealed a major B story in this one is apparent as Casey, the country star songwriter. She gets a visit from her songwriting partner, Peter Allen Crow, uh, and who is out of Nashville, and he's played by Mark Hildreth, and she, he appears to help them, you know, to co-write the new album. Um, now Casey, it's revealed that Casey had a major crush on him, uh, but he was married, so there was no going there. Uh, but now he's not married anymore, so it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, what transpires there in this movie. Uh, now Tara is teaching school locally now, and um, you know she's also teaching the boys and Aaron Boone's boys and Aaron, so that's kind of interesting. And yep. Dawson and all the all the all the guys are there, all the people are there um, now. Uh, she she's kind of waiting for Boone to propose, basically. Right. She, they've been dating a while. They live next to each other. They spend all this time together, uh, but he has not proposed. But you know, well, which means if they she spent all this time together, that she's actually made it through a Montana winter. So I would say yeah. that's true. Yeah. So, so if she's, she's still, still there, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Boone, we don't have long to wait because, uh, and neither does she, because Boone is. Uh, so he has a clever way of proposing, and uh, they're engaged. And now the real work starts because it's very realistic how these now they have a blended family to discover. I mean, it's all right. fun and games until you know the ring goes on the finger and they start living together. Because then it's you know you got two boys, one girl, and you know. Well, they're remember not living too, together yet, but they're no. They, that's what I'm saying is once they decide to yeah, live together yeah. in holy matrimony, which is there's no you know, swearing Hallmark. on this show. <laughs> I did not say that. So the the boys, the young boys, Griffin and Fletcher, of course, you know, uh, Griffin actually is is all for it. He's younger and he's he's a little, you know, he's more like, hey, resilient. Maybe cool man. And, uh, Fletcher, not so much. He's uh, he's thinking. Well, he remembers his mother. Yeah, more, he doesn't. So. Yeah, and he doesn't want to have her replaced. Um, then there's a, the whole deal of you know co-parenting. I mean, that's a big enough deal in itself. And obviously, they have a little bit different styles, Tara and. And, uh, Which is revealed boom. in the movie. You know, it's so, a it's a really kind of a realistic look at what this would be like if you were going to be doing this, right? You know, so. And th- there's and plus there's you know she's marrying a lawman who has a schedule of his own sometimes. So there's a lot of things they have to work out. Um, there's also a new player on the scene, Matteo, who's an exchange student uh, from where was he from? Spain. Spain. Yeah, I think so. And he drives uh, a spiffy uh, like 1964 Falcon convertible. You know, it's a nice how car. he got that car, we don't know. Well, but, it belonged uh, to the people he's staying with. A beautiful car. Yeah, right? Did so. he say that? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. There you go. But wow, yeah. they gave him. They gave him a you know, I know. classic car to drive I, around. I now that's to, trust. I wanted right. to look up and see would an exchange student be able to drive in this country, even if he has his license in the other country. I'm not sure. Mm, if he's under age. Yeah, so. That's a good question. But uh, anyway, we talk about this because uh, it does create a bit of an issue with. Um, with Boone and Tara when he starts questioning Mateo about taking out Aaron in the car. You know, are you old enough? Do you have your license? Do you know what you're doing? You know. Does that car even have seatbelts? Which I doubt. But, uh, so, you know, he tells so, him to put know, him on anyway. So, uh, so uh, and, and I, just as an aside, I think he was perfectly right to ask all those questions. I would have, yeah. Because he's, he's right. He's seen a lot of things happen. He's a sheriff, you know. He's, well, would you, he like, would you let your daughter drive off in a mid-60s car that's a convertible that possibly doesn't have seatbelts? No. So I don't think I would have. So I don't know. I think when I was that age, it didn't matter. Well, that's because mid-60s cars were new then. 
<laughs> they didn't have seatbelts and nobody cared. So, uh, yeah. So the, uh, you know, the question is, can they blend these two families? Can they, they decide to, that they're going to get a, a new house because they're not all going to fit in Boone's house. And they decide probably rightly so that it might be good to get something new that they can all live together as, as you know, have a new start. Something that there's no memories attached of. of and their, I think that's, you know, that's a, good I think thing. It's a good thing. I agree with that. And they go to a house to look at a house. And he says, oh, uh, I just thought of something. What's that? That's why it's setting up for another sequel because they're going to be in a different house because they probably could only get these houses for this movie. Oh. So now logistics. they can be in a different house and they can even actually be, even though they pick out a house in this, it, it could, could be a different, be a different one house. Because they could say, oh, that house fell through. That's right. You but know, they go to a house and, the, and I think they stand there in the front and they look at the house and say, this is the house of, former house of uh, Travis and Sarah McKillen. Which I thought oh, was I great. thought it's our name. That was our name with a Mick on it. Well, I thought, you know, Mick Killen. A lot of people have called me that over the years, so I thought, you know, so I thought that was they kind have? of cool. Well, yeah. you're not the people you know, but oh, the, the other the, the other people the I other know. people you yeah. know. <laughs> no, uh, I mean younger when I was younger. So yeah, anyway, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that happens is you know Aaron spends a lot of time with Mateo and uh, driving around, and Dawson, as you remember from the the previous movie. It kind of has feelings He's for got a Aaron, crush on and her. and they they actually get along really well together, and they they were kind of best friends until Mateo showed up. So he decides it's because he's not driving, so he decides to, you know, take out his parents' car or truck yep. for a, a joyride and uh, to try to impress her. And and of course, who should he who should he drive past but Sheriff Taylor? Sheriff, no, this Sheriff Taylor, not the other Sheriff. Not Taylor. the other, not the Mayberry Sheriff Taylor, but <laughs> this our, our, our Sheriff own Taylor. Sheriff Taylor. <laughs> And uh, that sets up a, a couple of good scenes, really good scene with him and right. Dawson. That's a really good that's scene. That's a really good scene. Yeah. And very realistic. All, yeah, all the scenes in this, and that's this is where I, th- I still think this is Peter Benson's directing because everything is so just flat out honest and natural with all these actors. The, the script is very, very good, but um, it's, I think it's his directing. And yeah. I, I think that's where the, the real heart comes, because you can have a really great script, but you know, and then it in, can still be and terrible. yet again, there's another scene in this movie. It kind of makes me tear up. So I mean, that's how how good he is at uh, at working with the with the actors. You know, yeah. so yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a warm hearted. And again, I will say, how many times have I said it? This needs to be a, a weekly series. Now, what did you think of the expanded role of uh, Casey Michelle Harris? Oh, I love that. That mm-hmm. was great because now we get to see this uh, really good looking and and uh, has a great voice. Um, Mark Hildreth. Um, mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that about him. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure he. You know, does he's uh, he he's. They are co-writing, and they have some pretty good, simple scenes of co-writing, which are actually pretty decent. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're really good. Um, I will say, you know, he's not playing the guitar. I guess he doesn't play guitar, um, but um, you know, a couple of his hand positions were like what. So but like, you know, he's pretty like, good looking. So we were probably the only people know, looking at that. The only so. ones noticing. But the song they were singing was was great. I yeah, love the, the song, song yeah, that he yeah. was singing to her, yeah. and um, but I just I love that that aspect. And there's another scene with them where you know you, you have to wonder. You know they want to be together, but he wants he's he's going back to Nashville, and she does not want to go. So you have to wonder: Are they gonna Are they gonna make it? You know, are they gonna make and it? And I have and, to say, you and I have actually had that discussion. You know, oh, that's true. There was a point you know. when we were living up in the mountains. I thought, you know, we should go back to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And you know that that it sometimes I you, knew it was something you really wanted to do, but yeah. I just did not want to go. Yeah. See, and, and uh, I won. 
you won. You held onto the door frame like, yeah, like she no, did. No, you're spoiling it. No, it was no, really was great. Later. I love that scene. <laughs> Actually, that was when he was leaving and she's standing in the doorway of this incredible, gorgeous house that only a fabulously successful country star could own. And uh, she's got one, she's got a right hand on the door jam and she's standing there and he's outside and she's just like hanging on to that door jam. And I have to wonder, was that Peter Benson who said, hold on to that door frame and don't let go? Because it, it was like her anchor. And that's just like this town parable is yeah. her anchor. Yeah. So she, she, that was really well done. Well, I, I, I and I think, what a great name for a town in a book, in a fictional town in a parable? book. Parable, what yeah. a great name. Because, yeah, you know, name. You know the, all, the, all the stories that, that mean the, that means everything's something. a parable. Everything's a parable, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. and I wanted to say about Peter Benson as well. I, we didn't say that in in the uh, the main course section, but you know, fabulous job directing. But he's also directing himself in several scenes, right? Right, and yeah. doing a great job with that. And that's yeah. something that's absolutely not easy to do. So my you know my hats off to him on that. So. Yeah, I mean, like I would know if it's easy or not, but it's it doesn't seem like it would be. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's not easy. So. so. But that's, I mean, you know, there, there's a whole lot of things. There is a kind of an all is lost moment in this one where, you know, you just wonder if they're going to, if they're going to get married uh, and we won't spoil the ending, but it is, uh, it's sweet and it's good and it's funny. And it's this a lot is a to good learn one. from this show. I can see, I really want to spend every uh, one hour every week with them. Yeah, I, I, we're really serious about folks there at Hallmark. If you even possibly remotely hear this podcast. Uh, this would make a great series. And I yep. think people would really People would like tune it. in every yeah, week. Yeah. You would have another runaway hit, just like Cedar Cove, just like Chesapeake Shores. You yeah. would have a hit. So I, I really do believe that because it. it's a timely show. Yep. I think people can really relate to it. So, yeah. So we say, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so, anyway, to end up today's uh, episode, I thought um, I'll just give it a shot here and try to. Um, what, what's the, the. There is one song in this one, the theme song seems to be. Uh, you know, all I need is you, which is, um, it's, uh, now I've got my capo on the wrong front. Um, She's using a capo, folks. Oh, yeah. Cheat every time I can. So this one, it's, it's, a, it's a sweet little song. They, they write this, and it becomes, uh, you know, one of the things that's going to go on her album. So I thought I'd just, we'll give it a go here. What do you think? You ready? Yeah, that's how the movie closes out, so let's try yeah. it. Don't need glitter or gold Ain't nothing can be sold That'll make me feel like you do And those bright city lights Can shine for someone else tonight Cause all I need is you All I need is you All I need is you, baby Oh yeah. <laughs> Folks, we, we're so glad that you've uh, listened to our podcast today. We've had a great time, and we hope you check out these movies. Don't forget to give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts if you go that way. And uh, if you're also uh, on Spotify, uh, check that out as well. And wherever else you can hear this, we're not really yeah, sure where you can send hear us, this. Well, yeah. send, send us a message on Instagram, too. I, I'm the one who, who checks that part of the yeah, equation, yeah. and or join our Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, let us know what you're thinking, what you, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we're not going to do anything different, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who oh, knows, boy. but if you'd like to, you know, we do have albums. So if you want to support us, we don't ask for money, but if you'd like to buy an album, we certainly will send it to you. Uh, 
right away in the mail. Yeah, so just look just for let it. us know. Just go in and send me a message on Instagram, and, yeah. and uh, we'll take care of that. Yeah, and of course, we're also out there streaming as the Killins, so check that out. So yep. thanks, folks. We'll see you next time on the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.